like you listen to my monkey mouth. As a companion, when you got pun on the Tenoa route. Hot to the portal and got no fight. The lights knocked them out. Bow. I'm so fighting style. Bow. You will see he tapped out. Bow. We win. We get crowned. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Okay. All right. So we're we're rolling. We're going to do the countdown. I'm gonna, I want to get this jump in immediately. Roll in. All right. Yeah, just start right in with the joke. All righty. So, welcome to SUIL. Uh, let me get uh, your name and where we can find Alyssa you. Alyssa Westerlin. Find me on Instagram. Alyssa Westerlin. Find me anywhere. Alyssa Westerlin. Oh, sorry. So, we were we were already in the in midst of a we're conversation. Convo. <laughs> and I don't even remember what it was, to tell you the oh, truth. Oh, fuck. So, we were talking about um, Josh. No, oh, we lost oh, it. Oh, yeah, he was holding the thread for you. Oh no, we my didn't, we goodness, we didn't lose it. We didn't fucking lose it. Did we lose it? Okay, so I brought up how how worthless currency truly is. Yes. And so then that turned into us talking about you kind of being blue collar, and having a well, not you didn't consider yourself blue collar, but you grew up being able to do blue collar. You've done more. You've made more money now, doing nothing. Doing nothing <laughs> than you have. Uh, doing physical labor, and that also bred into what we were talking about yes, with John. Okay, so you had a joke about this. What is it? I don't remember. I was oh, like, fuck. well, you're the one. Yeah. Color, what did I say? Oh, because yeah, I have. I've worked all those jobs, like construction. Yeah. There's something that triggered you for construction, but. And we were all laughing. So. Yep, yeah. dude. That's why we've got to record at the beginning, and then. Oh, the devil! You know, we were talking about oh. bad bosses. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, but they, but you know them. Yeah. Oh man. Well, that other uh, okay. So that was one of the things that we got into, is that a good guy? We all know good guys, but they're bastards, right? Oh, he's a piece of shit. So it's Mr. The best thing. But that's the thing is like it's literally a definition now, and you created it. He's, he's a, just a guy. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. You know, it's almost like Goodfellas, right? We all knew what the Goodfellas were. They were gangsters, but you know, they were just Goodfellas. It was you know. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. 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 Fucking hilarious. He'll get. He'll, he'll turn a wrench for you. He'll find you some good pot, but. Oh, and trust him with my house keys. Well, you know, he's probably going to be good with your house keys. Just not so good with your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so, talking on feelings, we kind of have this similar thing where I don't like that. Indi- I, I brought it up in pre. I brought it up in a lot of previous podcasts, which is great that there's a thread. But I don't like particularly like the um, well, the commodification or the commercialization of happiness. Of course, it happens to everything. There's a really great saying that you know something's not cool anymore when Walmart or when Walmart and Target are the main ones are selling it. And so this one guy who was a Luciferian, he's like, well, he goes, it's not cool anymore because you can find pizza pentagrams at Hot Topic, you know? So it's just like it essentially the same thing. Like the commodification of happiness comes from the sell of things that are tangible, right? So like beer cell phones all this silly stuff right that's supposed to make you happy and then if that doesn't work there's makeup there's playstation games there's all these things right and it's to have the next thing it's also the fear of missing out it's there's a ton of like crazy human behavior that goes into it but i just don't particularly like that they're trying to sell happiness because like i said i i i'm happy when it counts there's a person who says you know the that it comes in it comes in short bursts and you really have to accept that that not everything's going to be happy and then the proverb like you said you know a desert can't exist with you know can only, can only exist with just sun you know or just you know just getting not feeding nothing else getting so happiness to me is a lot of other things that can't be commodified and I also don't like to express it all the time 
Like when people look at me, they're like, you look like you're upset. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to smile for you because there's nothing to smile about. Well, I appreciate that because, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't. Unless you get into the existential stuff to smile about. But in this particular moment. Well, no, but also I don't owe you that. Yeah. Energetically, like. I smile a lot, mm-hmm. and it's for me. Yeah. And it's like, but if I, but then when when I stop smiling, everyone thinks that I'm mad. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, dude, I could be smiling and be mad. Yeah, actually. that's the worst part like, is that I laugh when I'm nervous or when I get upset or like something unsettling happens. So, and you know, my my ability to hide that would be terrible. Most of the time, people only really notice that you're fucked up when you're when that affects them. Yeah, when it when it when, <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah, I like, guess you're the fart. Yeah, or or you're late. Yeah, or you or you totally bail, or you just you you fuck up someone else's day. Yeah, and then they notice. I think for the most part, yeah, I don't like happy as a performance. No, that's that's a good one to say too, but. That, that's exactly what it is. It's like Performative. Me- medicine will make you happy. Food will make you happy. And it's and it's not, you know, even the the false idea of family, because you, you my my family is very small and then the rest is built. Josh is my brother. Right. You know, but like that family was built. It took it. I t- it didn't take blood. And there's a lot of people who, who I'll never, you know, probably never seen, never talked to or cousins that live in similar towns, you know. So it's just like that's another thing, too, you know family family that that they try and like that that there's a oh well, you you know you have to build this kind of family and even it gets to the worst part where then then they're co-opting like positive things whether it's same-sex relationships or biracial relationships instead of it it co-ops it you know it co-ops everything well and it, i think it makes it like a goal because like I, when when i do i've like i there are plenty of good things that i do for myself mm-hmm. that i do that and then there's things i do that aren't good uh, for sure. But I, like, when I first ran into, like, the homeopathic doctors, like, the spiritual mm-hmm. community, like, when they were getting on this positivity kick probably 15, 20 years ago, really, what was so interesting about it is that they were, like, healers, and I'm a healer, and I'm a this, and I'm, uh, doing hella cocaine on the weekends, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. the, these bitches were doing fucking yoga and doing, Ayur, you know, Ayur, Ayahuasca. Ayurvedic, no, they're doing Ayurvedic medicine. Oh, they're practitioners of okay. Ayurveda. Ayurveda. So and they're they're dealing with these modalities of like the kapha, the pizza, the vata, and what is your blood type? What is your body? What is your what is best for your digestion? A needle never touched the skin to run any. Here's a tea that you can drink. Yeah. Here's a this that you can, and it's all valid. Like all of these healing, a lot of the things that we need: basic water, vitamin C, just basic. We just need good nutrients. Yeah. Right? So they're gonna give you this little tea and. And then I'm, like, living with these bitches. They're hot as shit. They're partying all the time. And and uh, they're going to do blow all weekend. And then they're talking about their spiritual practice. And I was like, why are we playing? But the thing is, is maybe, I mean, they're getting to as as deep as their will will let them get to spirituality. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I hope that doesn't sound more no, it's fine. assholey. No, but, but like, you're right. It is it, it's like, it's like... For me, Josh's river runs deep because he's experienced his heart weighed against the feather, right? To me, when I, I the only thing I can do is peer through his window of what that experience is. So it's as surface level as that. Whoa. So they're not capable of it because they're too superficial or they're doing something. There's things blocking it. So where you kind of you see that veil drop and you're like, like it's essentially the the, the thing of like when 
when there was a particular UFC fighter, everybody was this one guy uh, talked on him being a Muslim, and then he told him, you know, I think he said like, uh, you know, Aslam. He said something, in, I think it was Aslam Alaikum or anything particular like that, right? Mm-hmm. He said that to him. And then he said, why don't you put down... He goes, why did you talk about how you were happy for Conor McGregor's alcohol? But then you can tell me, you know, assalamu alaikum, you know, or, you know, preach well, the word. Well, hypocrisy of, isn't a big deal. Yeah. It's fine that they're hypocrites because I'm still going to do blow on, yeah. the, on occasion too. And I don't think it's like... But you're seeing but you're seeing the hypocrisy. Well, well what you literally have nice the, outside of the judgment <laughs> of it? And don't sell me this idea that here... Here is a happy avatar. This is what a yeah. happy avatar looks like. But you, you got, you've got Ron, what is it? Roddy Roddy Piper's glasses on. That's what it is. <laughs> like Roddy Roddy Piper. When, do you know what I'm talking no, about? No, I, I don't. The obey sign when he put. You ever seen Rod? You know who Roddy Roddy Piper is, right? No. The the, the wrestler. He did a couple of movies. Okay. Um, and one of them was like you uh, you put on the glasses and you see. Oh, uh, but that's from a movie that's way older than Roddy Roddy Piper. Oh, this guy's a fucking time traveler. Okay. Guy, this guy references shit from God knows when all the time. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's probably like Roddy Roddy Piper. Because that's Roddy Roddy Piper movie. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's an old old yeah, school movie. They live is what it's called. They live. Yeah. 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 I saw this, and everything changes. Yeah, it's not part of that. That's an old school movie. Yeah, I saw that, and I'm like. Oh, fuck. Well, I've got those glasses on, but I've also got on the glasses of, like, what if... Because right now, we're still... Because we are in this, like, three-dimensional whatever this yeah, is. Yeah, we're in this plane we're, we're in this plane of existence. This level, where it is very, like, three-dimensional, physical, yeah. like, what it looks like, aesthetic. It hasn't... Tra- we haven't, like, gone to another dimension where it's more whatever, or the astral, where you can kind of c- create what it looks like more readily. Like, here we're really identified with form. Yeah. Really, really, really. And so, here, I don't know. I mean, I've never... So, re- so then maybe the highest the highest vibration coming off of us is sight. Uh, for, the, for a lot of it, I That's mean... That's what I'm saying. So, throughout that entire ethos of where one particular, one particular sense, yeah. a, 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 you know, can get that full experience. So, maybe in a certain area, we're more keen to hearing or listening... Or maybe the sound of a voice or the sound of something is more attractive and our vision is just completely distorted, you know. So in this particular sense, in this, the most raw, raw nerve to bleed into that larger existence is sight. So that's why we love, you know. Uh, you know, there's a sh- the show me state that has to see it to believe it. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, Barnos and Bailey showing something exotic and new to people back in the day. The movie theaters. Sight is so important. And you feel robbed, I think, as well. Uh, you feel robbed as well when you don't have that ability, right? And oh, yeah. people are, yeah. you know, people have to work around it because of how visual. We were, we even talk about this in the blanding of America, right? Right. The, 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 like, how great were things in the 90s when they were very experimental? And Taco Bell popped colors, and Walmart had literally b- bought a design from a woman, you know, who had created that, those squiggly lines that you see all over the old school food court in Walmart. You know, so that's something that maybe they're, since they're stunting that over, you know, over essentialization of, like, senses of color for, like he said, it kind of makes us duller, you know. 
more submissive, more. Well, they've 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 rebranded a lot of things too to get it yeah. more simplistic now. Yeah, of course. Softer, and I, I don't know. There's I was watching something about that, but I do think that beauty is a big issue as far as simplification, and like yes, we all like symmetry. I don't know. I think there's going to be kind of a. I've I've always liked um, someone. I always like girls with. I guess more Greek or Jewish figure, Jewish. Mm-hmm. Jew, so like, like with like the the, you can tell that uh, just like that's particularly like. I think that's a beautiful look, you know. Whatever you want to say, to not be rude to anybody, but that's particular. I think that's attractive, you know. It's there's all well there's as far as like beauty as far as a human standard goes. One thing, more architecturally is what I'm talking about. Okay, like creatively we've gotten so well, we've gotten lazy is what you mean. Well, or we've got we've there's no inspiration mass left. Mass production. Yeah, we have a a huge population that we have to put somewhere. Yeah, and so it's like I I blame that. It's like, and yes, we have to keep having people be born and stuff, but we could just try so it's interesting to me like i i don't know if you guys know ayn rand but i love ayn rand no for real you i like love a, her that's crazy i love adore. so like fountainhead and oh i read them all yeah. i read anathem i stopped at her I, anathem 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 or anthem i i think everybody just says anthem but it's, I think anthem. it's yeah i think everyone says anthem i think actually, yeah yeah maybe i'm wrong but it, if i probably am but I mean, whatever fountainhead and uh i mean um you're pronouncing in your in your head your pronunciation in your head has nothing to do with the Crocker. Actual. Yeah, yeah, actual, yeah like, nobody else reads yeah, these books. It's like, that, that's not how you say you Hermione. Them? Did you read them? I didn't know. Oh, I, Alice I, Shrugged is, yeah, it's I, 1,400 pages of trains, and then there's like maybe 300 pages of really hot sex. <laughs> oh, the sex is good. Like, oh my God. This Capitalism bitch, and sex. Oh, fucking A. This girl wrote romance like nobody's business. I was like, I was convinced. Reginald's quivering member. You ever watch Ten Things I Hate About You? No, well, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, way better, way better than that. <laughs> way better than uh, what's his uh? Oh, the like the female archetype exalted, the male archetypes exalted, and then that's a sex scene. It's nobody's uh, nobody's not completely empowered in these uh, little uh, rendezvous. It was okay. really hot sex. Uh, Dagny Taggart is a goddess, you know, um, I did eventually like who she ended up, John Galt is who she ended up with, but she had these love affairs with these just really hot guys who were the archetypes of man as far as creative inventors, these Mm -hmm. guys who, I mean, they were the ultimate archetype of a man. And so her characters, and I don't know why people hated her so much, but she kind of talked about that as like manifesting this future, she talked about everything that like we're all onto now. Yeah, a lot of her stuff is. I wouldn't say it's a predictor. It's just it's the uh, that's the path of least resistance for it, for the communicating where she thought we were. Well, so okay, so what was it? Alice Shrugged and then oh, Fountainhead. Yeah. Fountainhead. Oh, I would marry Howard Rourke. I mean, if I could make that man a man, right? Uh, and he designs these amazing houses and these apartments because he's dealing with the fact that there's this uh, emerging, you know, the population is growing. Yeah. There's tons of people. Post-1955, everybody's moving to the suburbs. We need a place we for need these place people. That, we, need places, we need places to put people right away. And she's coming from Russia where yeah. they did just have these terrible brick buildings. Yeah, so it's these, USSR. It's, it's fucking uh, communism. The yeah. It's the projects, yeah. right? And so she's coming from that, and she's like, how could we actually make this functional to where people could get along? And a lot of these apartment places have tried to do that. They haven't done it in, mm-hmm. in any real uh, sense. But Howard Rourke nails it. He's designing these places that are like, um, 
what's his name? He was inspired by, everybody knows him, great architect here in the United States. Mm, oh, Sears? God, he's got, no, he's got buildings everywhere, but oh. he, artist, artist, artist. He was a total artist. Anyway, he built, like, he built his houses around trees. Okay. Incorporating waterfalls. Um, he's got a really famous house in L.A. that I went to. He's got another one. He's got, oh, Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd Wright, okay. So that was loosely who she based the character off of in uh, in Fountainhead. But to functional and beautiful. Yeah. So function and form together. And obviously profitability isn't there. But what happens when your people, the people that you're trying to make money off of, lose all motivation? Because we have a total, we have a, we have a generation of children. I who think are, that they're, they're counting out the clock for motivation. Do most people need motivation anymore? It's literally the countdown to the motivation is uh, motivation to to your hustle, to your to the thing that has nothing to do with the corporate side of it has kind of like taken up that time. But they don't they don't like I've come from a corporate entity that said we don't need you. Like you're welcome to work for us, but at this particular time, like we can replace you. And then after we're done replacing the next 100,000 people, it goes to machine. They're literally counting down the clock to motivation. So how are they going to get us? Okay. Okay. Like the countdown has begun. So we're just going to be fucking feeding to, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, is that you can think of it as can can you uh, can you live within that matrix and survive? Mm. Right. Or are you going to be willing to pull yourself out of it? And then even when you try, it's like, okay, well, I want to live in a bus only, you know, like we're going to co-op bus life, you know, and then it's just like, okay, well, I'm going to live off grid or we're going to co-op off grid We're, you know, we got two, two, two people from inner city coming to, uh, coming to Wilco, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, Waco, you know, and then it's just like, they co-op these things. They co-op the tiny house industry because, you know, they, t- they just, they do these things, you know? Well, now they're just selling our own ideas back to us. I mean, ultimately. Yeah. Because the tiny house thing was just a way for us to not need them. And then now it becomes a way to feed them. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, is that it became. So, not need them, i.e. Yeah, Walmart. Yeah. Amazon. Yeah, well, the funny thing Let's is, just say Amazon. So it's just like, well, the funny thing is, is that like that's the to to need to incorporate tiny houses is or, you know, to have to want the to have to express these things. And they think, oh, that's kitschy. Okay, I'm going way off topic here. But yep. okay, so to talk about kitschy or co-oping or taking something and and I you can take you can think of this. I don't particularly think of this instance as cultural appropriation, but just ha- how you, you've even you even brought this up in another thing, but I'm going to go forward with this thought. There's this the sandwich that I made for Josh. It's called a chopped cheese sandwich, right? $2 for a chopped cheese and then 3 and then I think it was $4 with a bag of chips. So then what happens is one guy gets seen eating a chopped cheese from like this guy from like, you know, this particular this particular K, you know, news station. Right. And then they get like this like pretty person to come up that's influenced. They taste the chopped cheese. Now the news has picked it up. Now the Internet's picked it up. Now everything's picked it up. And now it's twelve dollars for that sandwich. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that that kind of thing at first that chopped cheese was a necessary thing that fed 
people who could literally only have five dollars right and now it has a spotlight on it and now it's commercialized and it's it's taken away from us it it was a necessary need we didn't want to eat a chopped cheese sandwich we would have preferred to go to like have a steak or do something but like we had five dollars well what is the appeal so this is the thing what i keep wondering is what is the appeal of other people liking what i like and other people validating what i like I think if you find the right social circle, it's validating. But as it becomes, as it becomes, you know, I think that's the particular point, right? You want it to be validated within the circle, but you don't particularly care if there's validation outside of that. Well, and then so that is a big problem because we're basically feeding into the consumerism that doesn't support us. Yeah. Because if I'm saying, okay, I'm only going to hang out with people who wear a certain type of shoes or whatever it is, or I'm only going to like that can form to this level of fashion. And that's what, honestly why, because um, they did, they co-opted fucking thrift stores. I mean, I've like lived off of thrift stores on and off. Yeah, well, they life. had a big resurgence, right? Because you had like the song thrift <laughs> shop or you had this resurgence of like people going to thrift shops. Uh, well, even like, and, and it was like before the music hits it, before it hits music, because music isn't as, as music. No, vi- it's riding a wave. Well, the, well yeah, music videos is, is, I don't know how old you are. I'm 35. Uh-huh. But music, I think, would be if you're over the age of 25, you're over the age of even maybe the uh, same age as you. Yeah, same age as me. Yeah. That is going to grab you first because we grew up in the digital age. But no, there's going to be a that before even. So there's going to be TikTokers who are thrift shopping, YouTubers who are thrift shopping, whatever industry that they're watching well, they're at the ma- time. They're taking the meme, the cultural meme, yeah. whatever's hap- actually happening. And then they're t- they're making money off of that. Like they're not tapping into something new. They're tapping off like into something that exists. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like all of those things, all of those things were already happening. But the thing is, is that like it's maybe it's a co-op, but it also starts very small. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh, it starts very small, and then the people, whoever, it's it's interesting. Like who actually makes reality? I don't know. I think we, you know. Yeah. When so to kind of jump into really something interesting, you're parents were in a cult right yeah yeah yeah. um i wouldn't say i'm obsessed with cults i they're within any kind of like that they're the they're the kind of interesting things i like to learn about or just watch things about and so uh here in texas we had the branch davidians and we've probably had countless other countless other ones but the most well-known one was the branch davidians in waco so that was the ones that was the one that was uh um jim jones was waco. jim jones wasn't waco no, no jim, jim jones so was jim Sunshine. jones actually jim jones came out of california oh right that was yeah. okay jim jones came out of california and he essentially um he i think he had a he he had a he he memorized the bible Jim, them, actually both of them did but jim jones re- uh remembered the bible so like he he read it so many times that he he could he didn't even have to look at scripture. Yeah, an didactic, didactic. Yeah, and then um, the same thing with the from the branch of Indian. He had some particular learning disability where he could actually like whole, retain retain whole books in his mind. So he ended up doing that with the Bible, and then slowly building up a parish with with folksy rock music in and around the Williamson County area, or the Wilco area, not Williamson County, the Wilco area. The uh, and then. He'd go, he'd, you know, he'd, he built up a pretty big, you know, group of followers who were part of, I don't, I don't know if they, what any particular sect of religion they were. I think it was just kind of its own. But I know that um, Jim Jones, what he did was essentially the same thing. I think he had, he had the ability to memorize the, that, the Bible. And then he started building up the, building up the 
the parishion, the, the group of people, the parishioners and all that. And then it got so big that he was like, we have enough people to go to like South America and like build a com- build a commune. And then most people think that it's like a mass suicide, but it was actually a mass murder. Like none of those, a lot of those people didn't want to take that Kool Aid, didn't want to drink the, the. Uh, that the, was the branch the, Davidians. The, that was uh, that was the uh, no, that was uh, Jim Jones who made them. So like they say, don't drink the Kool Aid. Oh yeah. That they're talking about Jim. Well, Jones. no, I've heard it my whole yeah. life because yeah, was... they're, they're talking. And when they say like you know they're talking like, um, the FBI was like really mess, like really really dropped the ball on uh, the branch Davidians. So like if you ever hear anything about like. How bad the ATF messed up in Texas, like Waco. Fuck, yeah. Waco was a, that was terrible. That yeah, was that murder. Was a, it was they a murdered shit those show. people. Yeah, yeah, it was really bad. But essentially, where the where they where they dropped the ball, like he was losing grip with he was losing grip with his parishioners. This is Jim Jones. He was losing right. grip with his parishioners. He was losing grip with uh, reality. And there's a lot of things that he was like going through. I don't know particularly what he was just losing his grip on reality. Everything was kind of becoming very. You know, so that as that was happening, you lose when you're when that charisma is gone and you're just a talking head. Now you have people trying to leave people abandoning the church. And so then he kind of felt that his his power was waning. And then he 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 said, OK, we're going to I think it was called White Knight. And the White Knight was essentially the, the, the part where they say that they think the U.S. government is going to come in or some sort of outside you know unholy entity is going to come and take them out and so he's like making them all take the kool-aid but they didn't a lot of them didn't want to and then with jim jones he had one they were very loyal and they just didn't know that there was there was no there was no protection of, of him you know maybe to say if he should or shouldn't have owned that those those weapons that's not up for me to say i don't i'm not a government official that can say this man particularly should have owned but i think it got into some gray points and then they saw the atf got involved because of the fact that there were guns and weapons involved you know well okay so my cult is was crash and all those guys i mean like i feel bad about what happened to crash i don't really know anything about jim jones and i never actually i really just desperately tried to avoid anything that even smelled like that for most of my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. So it put me like at great odds with any religious entity. Yeah. Um, and then eventually I started beco- becoming more accepting of different religions. Uh, but no, my cult, uh, their prophecy. I mean, the more it's funny cause my parents still admire the leader of the cult. The, the leader yeah. of the fellowship is, his name is Robert Burton and Robert Burton um, was a teacher in Berkeley, California. Okay. He's and he was prophetizing outside of a van, and he was talking about the fourth way, which is this Gurdjieff Ospensky um, concept. So basically, a couple white guys decide that they're going to take all of the Eastern methods of. Um, so the Fakur is the master of the body, I believe. Fakur, the yogi, and the monk. I think the monk is the bo- the mind. I don't know who the fuck the heart is, but, you know, the three ways. Yeah. The monk, the fakur, the yogi. The fakur is the guy who walks on um, fire. Okay, okay. The fakur does that. The yogi can do all these... Stretches. Yeah, all the... And uh, and then the uh, monk can just pray forever or whatever, you know. So, to take all that to make that one thing, and so they were teaching consciousness, and the way they did this was a lot of torture. Like, as far as... Uh, my dad would work 24-hour shifts construction. Um, my dad ran the team for these people. My dad was probably one of the only people 
in the cult. They were, these were all like brainiacs. Like they, yeah. one of them was a conservator, which means he just is a bookbinder. There were opera singers. There were lawyers. There were gilders, which means they just paint with gold, with actual yeah, gold, gold leaf. Gold leaf. Yeah. Yeah. There's there were all these uh, really great musicians, really great actors. Um, so it was very artsy fartsy, and they collected like a really substantial. I mean, these were people of caliber. Yeah. And. Um, uh, I think so what was interesting to me about the whole thing is that I grew up in it so I was just told to be present mm-hmm. five year olds they're pretty much who they are yeah they're not gonna be pre- they're gonna be present in whatever's interesting at that time they're, they're present they're, they're well five year olds don't know who they're supposed to be yeah so they're pretty present mm-hmm. so but I watched these adults I mean they yeah pretty inebriated you know and uh, tell me to be present mm-hmm. and I always thought that something was weird, but I when I but I was five when my parents left. Yeah, my parents were collectively there for thirty years. My mom for seventeen, my dad for thirteen, and when my parents left, like I didn't really want to know anything about it. Yeah, but my upbringing was completely. I mean, not watching TV, they weren't allowed to have outside influences. So a lot of the things from the cult just carried into my childhood. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of experiments, like when I look at it now, because there's been some pretty famous podcasts, Revelations did a whole series, and I ended up calling that guy and being like, you asshole. He, <laughs> he interviewed some of the worst people in the, in the group. Yeah, but that's, that's what that's, that what they have to that's do. A p- yeah. They have to do it. I know, but I was so mad because yeah. I was like, you never called her on it. Yeah. You never said, like, you're evil. Like, yeah. you're terrible. Anyway, I was just mad because I... So I had an I had a whole issue with um, they did a they did it one about the the uh, the 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 Latter Day Saints yeah and then you you go back and they're showing an, a scene from Oprah Winfrey show and how how much she was on the wrong side of history because she wasn't questioning them oh these kids just got ripped ripped away by by these people who had no interest in them and then coming to find out later Oprah made let them cry on camera let them seem like they were the ones who were you know, like literally the, the, this was the worst possible event that could happen to them. And then you look at the other side of history and she didn't have all the facts and it really makes it's just so, it was just so ugly, you know, because you look back with these lenses and you're like, you didn't do any investigation. You didn't do any extra work. You just put the camera in the crying face, you know, they don't actually care. I mean, a lot of it is just exploitative again, the, I mean, so the podcasts I've seen about it, mm-hmm. they yeah, they're talking to people. I like it was so, it was so trippy. Yeah, like the Revelations podcast for sure tripped me out. I'll have to check that out. It, every voice, and you, you can look up which one it was because it would say the Fellowship of Friends or Apollo. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I could send you a link for it. But yeah, it, please, it, yeah. it definitely pissed me off because I was like, just hearing these people's voices. And knowing who those guys were, like there was a man on that podcast. They were, they were, they were the ones. What are you I knew about? them. No, but I'm just saying, you're the, they're the ones doing coke in the bath. Oh yeah, and well, but I also doing... no, no, I also knew that that man used to hug his uh, teenage daughter naked when she got out of the shower, and listening to him talk about how the leader of the fellowship molested these boys. Ugh. I'm like, sir, what did you do to your daughter? So what you find out is that everybody in this group was complicit. Yeah, and you find out, oh well, we're going to put it off on him. The main groomer that they had, so the the cult, the premise of the cult was the leader of the fellowship, Robert Burton, was a, is was a gay guy, who liked to fuck seventeen to twenty three year old men, 
And after 23, they were really no good to him. And he had rich white women go out there and get him a bunch of immigrant boys. Well, wasn't that the same thing that happened with uh, the, the the cult that that girl from Smallville was in? Ba- oh, that the those people are different because they're new. Yeah. No, no, no. That, yeah. Very similar. Yeah, because she went out and got other women. He They went out and... So these women got out, got men for him. And they were mostly white European uh, or Canadian. My father is a Canadian immigrant. I'm a first generation American. You're, you're Canuck. Your dad's a Canuck. Yeah, I'm yeah. a Canuck. I have a, Canuck. I have a, I'm a dually. Yeah. Oh, I'd go back to Canada if that Trudeau it... guy wasn't such a fucking cunt. Um, <laughs> so, you're, so you ever watch Letterkenny? Yeah, I've seen it, but I don't like it. I I hate TV. I hate watching stuff. I'm a bit. I'm not a spectator. I hate sitting. Oh, I'm down. such a spectator. I can't do it. I just. I'm, get a, bored. I'm a pro spectator. Oh, I get bored. I just like start jumping around. People say I'm terrible to watch movies with. So, yeah. I don't do it with people. It's like when is it over? Yeah. Well, <laughs> can I take a break? I want to pause. Um, but yeah. So I think that there was a lot of interesting stuff that I learned listening to people doing research on it now. But as far as an understanding of what's going on on the inside. The people doing the interview is like, I would love to actually go through it and do the same thing that these people did. Yeah. With as, as objectively as I possibly could, but to question these people, because I grew up with the fucking cunts that he interviewed. <laughs> yeah. I grew up with them. Yeah. And I knew what they did. Dara, the woman he interviewed, Dara Haskell, this fucking cunt used to hug me, like tits out, hug yeah. me. She let, I can't even tell you what I grew up, it, like it's it wasn't that bad. But it was like, no, you're, you're low-level pedophiles, all of you. They would invite me to parties. I was groomed at a very young age. The first time anybody solicited to pay me for sex, it was an elder woman that was in this cult saying that I could come learn how to give massages. Thanks. And I knew exactly what she was doing to me. Yeah. And I was not, you know, I was not, like, I was, what, 16? And I was like, go fuck yourself. I mean, I was out of it enough that yeah. I knew what these people were doing, but I'm like, you guys... The whole thing. So my mom said, I finally, I didn't know this for years. I didn't know that my dad was basically probably pimped out to this guy. Who knows? Right? Yeah. His brother too. Like my whole, like, I, I would not have existed. Yeah. My mother was told to marry my father. Like that's an arranged marriage. I'm yeah. the product of an arranged marriage. My my mom and my dad thought each other they they were hot for each other. Yeah. But my dad needed a green card. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And my and the leader needed my dad to build shit. And these guys with these paintbrushes couldn't yeah. use a backhoe. Or a D eight. <laughs> yeah. Right? My dad's like, Oh, I'm D eight guy. So my dad may not have been raped. But in all likelihood he was. Yeah. I don't get to have I haven't had that conversation with my dad. And I don't think I'm gonna. You know, yeah. Nor do you, do you do you want any of those threads pulled? Well, I don't care. Like my dad and I could talk about it. I grew up in a really weird way, but it's like that's the reality of where mm. I came from. And I'm like, oh, the truth. And then I said, Mom, you knew the whole time they were fucking these boys. And I said, what the fuck? And then the, and she goes, oh, honey, we were just so happy it wasn't us. And. You know, I initially I was like, you bitch. But then I thought about it. And I know the shit that my mom put up with in the seven, the 60s and the 70s. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, you know what? You're right, mom. And so the joke I tell about it, I was, I, was, I was born in a cult. If you don't know what a cult is, 
It's uh, it's just like church. They take your money and they fuck your kids. Um, Damn, that's cold blooded. And then uh, and then I say, don't worry, it was a progressive cult. You know, we only raped the men. <laughs> and because th- that is real, and these women were complicit. And yeah. she said there was a back door. They had this beautiful opera house. They built this huge. I mean, this place is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they would have these, you know, immigrant men. I mean. There was, yeah, some, it doesn't matter. They were all from other countries, some from South America, a lot from Canada, a lot from um, the Czech, a lot from France, the French guys who could get over here. Um, But a ton of immigrant boys. Yeah. And you're just, you know, so it it is really real. Like, that shit really does happen to dudes. There's a whole whole cult based on it. Um, my, My uncle, all my relatives are fake. All wow, okay, because, yeah, because your family wasn't actually in it, so it was a family that he built. Well, they had to denounce their own family. Like, I have a family now, yeah, but, yeah. like, as far as, like, people I grew up with, yeah, they're the cult people. I know them better than I know my own aunts and uncles, for sure. And I've had to ask them, like, what, like, because recently Google, there was an article that came out that says that the Fellowship of Friends members have infiltrated Google it's a current issue. There, it, it. Somebody tried to sue them. One of the employees tried to sue Google and said, "Hey, you got to talk about this cult, Fellowship of Friends." Very obscure. Mm-hmm. Okay, I grew up there, and it's only like four to five thousand members. But if they've got a bunch of people working at Google, that's not obscure anymore. Yeah. And there's a bunch of implications of that, like, because if you're Muslim and you work at Google, you tell people you're Muslim. Yeah. Right. If you're religious and you work somewhere, for the most part, you tell people. But the fellowship is like Fight Club. Yeah. You don't fucking tell anybody. And then they're just there's just greater implications of the fact that this cult that you would have thought, oh, these guys got sick of him and they would have walked away? No. No. They are there and they know what he did. Well they, the well the thing is is that it goes with Joseph Smith. Like they, they, they don't you know, there's there's literally like people getting killed and dist- and murdered and are people getting taken out by by people within that church because they want to particularly keep things out of the mormon's knowledge so that it can keep that religion so it doesn't matter that he's not there anymore what it matters is that is there some sort of profitability in it within the cult i mean i think for these people you got to think of it as not property and and the uh, money sense well about. they're giving all or their not money pro- to I mean, the leader yeah, that's what i'm saying but not yeah so does it just does it just make you uh, a better person because you're doing that does it make you happy does it do, are you are you I think fulfilled that they fit in better yeah and i think that yeah they're i think they're mostly lonely people and i think that there there was the the these intelligent people they like classical music they read the classics they they knew about, like, my dad said it was an education for him. Yeah. My dad still says it was the best experience of his life. He'll never regret it. My mom says it was a, she says he was a wonderful teacher. So, and, like, is that Stockholm Syndrome? Or is it they found more community in that little space? They said, Alyssa, not, honey. The thing is, is that sometimes I get that that's, that's, that's good, and that, but that's not good. I don't want that. No. Do you get what I'm saying? I want I want a raw nerve. I want to be. I don't want com like continual confirmation bias of something that that I know isn't healthy for me. That that's why like that's you know maybe opposites attract, but maybe that person who's there for you it's even 
within family that they can they can stop that but it's just like no i don't want to be to be subjected any more than i want to be subjected to the d the 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 d expressionists and like and like what uh what is this in uh in in capitalism Mm -hmm. it's the same thing in there i don't need I don't want or need a safe spot to be completely comfortable in. Com- being comfortable is one of the worst things you can be. It's so dangerous. Comfortability means that you are not paying attention anymore. The the when they say, "Oh wow, why do squirrels move like that? Why are they always tweaking?" It's because they they they're open to the elements and everything is a danger. Mm. Which means that they're that yes, maybe they only live a month, maybe they only, but they 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 actually live for forty years. Well, I mean, it, they it can't. depends. On, <laughs> depends on the hazards of the living in the wild. If they don't run you, in yeah. front of your car, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like you, I mean, that's the thing is like you know, so why do deer why why are deer so jumpy? Because at any given time, their meat, their food. You know, and that's that's good form of be- that's what you need. You don't. I mean, that's instinctive. Well, that's what you. That's what people need. They yeah. they crave that. They yearn for it because you know Yellowstone is one of the biggest market. One of the biggest television shows out there for a reason because they yearn for um, a charismatic person to be like. Well, this is the life. You know, this is it's away from the city. We're out here. Unknown. Too. Yeah, it's just that, and and so. It's you're right. They're lacking in something, but they also are craving something, and they need <clears throat> this community. But that community isn't helping them. It's it's helping them be complacent, or it's helping them be, you know, in the in that particular thing, like that particular you know echo chamber or confirmation bias. Well, and they so they did a lot of experiments in the fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents, first of all, I mean they did some classic shit that most cults will do. Yeah, but they changed their names. Mm-hmm. Um, different things about their identity, but they would do a lot of word experiments, and they would do stuff like you couldn't use, couldn't you wouldn't go, mm-hmm. you were not you wouldn't be able to say that. Um, no, no, no oh God, there's no so way to this, actually say so, the rule without so breaking in, the rule. So in this instance, the rule is you would not be allowed to say anything with a negative connotation. So in this instance, at this at this given point. That something you may disagree with is happening in this current moment. Right, right. That's that's some good jargon there. Right. Yeah, you had to come up with a new yeah, way. Yeah. It's only it's only a, an ability to break bad news without actually being able to. So they're wanting you to be able to take in, take in, and take it in, and know that at any given point, maybe it's not real. But they've they've put it in such a jargon. That now it hits differently. They would they, literally. They would say you cannot use the word um, uh, when. So at this given point. Yeah. Yeah, you need to know exactly. Or what? Or yeah. Or even oh no, it was something one of the other ones the other that my mom said the other day. She goes, oh, um, my mom's so funny about this shit too because she go, oh, well one of them was we couldn't say is. You know, but they would just take words and yeah. eliminate them from your vocabulary. So then everyone else in the fellowship is running around. And if you said is, they would go, I'm photographing you. Okay. And he would be like, oh, because they can't say it. You did, the, you know, however yeah. they told you. So a lot of times it would be like ego. Yeah. That's actually the bigger thing that I think this all kind of. Comes There's back a. To. There's some yeah, there's some crazy experiments out there that have to do with like 
you also like I'm taking a photo of you like proselytizing without proselytizing you know that's that's pretty interesting so it was it ended up being it ended up like kind of creating an environment that was the opposite of what they wanted mm-hmm. it's supposed to be the supportive thing where you're gonna just support your friends and yeah. not doing that but it became like oh I can stretch further than mm-hmm. you or I can you oh Bonnie again my mom's name is Bonnie she said oh they love photographing me and I'm like I'm sure they did um, but just to say you're wrong, you know, mm-hmm. you're wrong. And it was just this way to be superior. So it was like within the system that's kind of trying to, the, the hierarchy always reestablishes itself. Yeah. It, and, and these are communities where we're all the same. We're all the same. Presumably yeah. we're all the same. And the leader, um, don't follow me, but follow me mm-hmm. and all this shit. So I think ego is like a bigger like the the talks that I've heard, like the people that I've thought. Josh really... and a basketball player said something funny about ego. It's like uh, I killed the ego, and it came back stronger. And I heard Josh say that, and then I heard a basketball player say like, you know, I wrestled with my ego and and uh, strangled it, and it came back twice as strong. And it's just like, so you're right, you know, at this given point, maybe they had the ego death. And then as the ego resurgence came, there's actually a there's actually a particular thing in Israel where the, the they call it the uh, the prophet syndrome. So like so many people will take a take a trip to Jerusalem and then they'll come back and they'll consider themselves the the the, the, the literal Jesus Christ. And it's and it's an actual like disorder where they'll go to the they'll go to Jerusalem they'll do all of the things in there and then they'll come back and they'll have this like <clears throat> this like brief stint of like oh wow maybe i'm the messiah oh i am there's like even <laughs> I, oh, well, I, well no but they are uh, but like i they can't are. i can't say it because he he well do you watch rick and morty no but i saw it. i love that I mean, okay I seen it. okay so there's a there's a there's a line on there I watch it with my brother because i love my brother there's a line on there's a there's a there's a quote on there and I'm gonna ruin it for Josh. I hope he doesn't mind. Uh, but he's like, we can just blame it on X Y country. Yeah, they yeah we'll blame it on that country. Oh, they did actually do it, and it was just that third time of reinforcing. That's 1984. Yeah, just he That's just 1984, re, he, Mary. He, <laughs> he put the narrative out there. He believed the narrative, and now the narrative exists. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like that's that's. You know, they put that information out there. They sell that information, and then it's and then it's set in stone. It's the same thing, you know. It's just it's just a, a snail eating itself, and what essentially becomes, you know, how do I extract this well? How do I take the dollar out of this man's pocket and put it in mine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. You know, so like, how can I how can I do that? Oh, well, I can do it through my understanding of yoga. Oh, I can do it through my through my finding of of golden plates. So I can do it of like selling someone adidas shoes it's the same thing like you know my like i have tattooed on my ankle converse and you know that's i literally branded myself with something so when did you realize that you did that when did i realize i did that probably in my 20s you know but i just like the shoes i couldn't wear them anymore so i was like oh, i'll just put them on my thing you know it's just like that's not probably the best thing to have like tattooed on your body i mean i i doubt it's doing a ton of negative effects but i'm only feeding into a system that i you know that's maybe not exactly healthy you know right so that and they were able they they got me that was the lure that pinched my they got pinched my lip yeah. and pulled me out because mm-hmm. i liked converse that much mm-hmm. you know i like uh um you know i like 
I, I don't know. I, I, I subsist pretty well in the Matrix. You want steak? You want that's exactly what I say. Yeah, I'm like I'm fine with the steak and the red wine. I'm not particularly trying to poke my head out, but that doesn't mean that I can't look at the, look at it and be like, okay, like, you know, we can we can do better. We can do better in this matrix. We can do better in this. You know, I'm I'm also in this. I don't exactly. I I I don't know what I quite believe in. I don't know if there's like there's an afterlife because like I said, like I always say and what I've said in previous ones is that since energy can't be created or destroyed, just only displaced, then that only makes sense that there's somewhere that's a positive force or a negative force on that energy. Yes. You know, so in what particular way you go maybe is weighed through the behavior that you had. If you are a positive person and you put positivity, then your energy that's going to be brought out throughout the world is going to be positive if you were negative and you did negative things and you lived in a negative way well then it goes into the negative surface and it, and maybe it, it it doesn't cause bad things to happen but it's that tension you can feel it's the anxiety that you get it's knowing these things well and then again like we don't want to co-opt like i'm not going to even claim or pretend like i like all my feelings yeah so i'm like really big on feeling stuff like i love it and I'm into it mainly because for my whole life, people, oh, you're so fucking sensitive, mm. or you're too express, you're too emotional, you're too this, you're too that. And I thought you don't need people like that in your life. You're you're you. Yeah, isn't that good enough? Oh no, yeah, but when I was a kid, yeah. and they're like, just calm down, lady, just calm down. <laughs> so I heard that a lot, and I just realized that there was something about the emotionality that was important. Yeah, not that I would believe everything I felt, yeah. but that I would allow myself to feel all those things. So I think again, it's like putting out negative stuff doesn't just mean okay now if you're feeding a negative thought pattern that hurts mm-hmm. you that makes you weak or whatever because jordan peterson says it best don't say things that make you weak okay. don't say things that make you weak and i think that's really valid but y- you have to there you have to be in this place of accepting both yeah and a lot of people that i see in the positivity thing is like they're just supporting um oh they're so terrified of the funniest things I see these fucking hippies, and they're terrified. They see someone in a wheelchair, they're terrified. They see someone who's not, like, ha- like they wouldn't know how to be happy in that position. Their whole little positivity bubble just bursts when they don't well, How ha- do they do with ugly people? <sighs> oh, the same thing. They're afraid of it. That's when, like, man, like, ugly people have to, like, terrify them. Because there's, like, there's... Like you can find joy in any in any life, but like I imagine if they if they perceive you as ugly because beauty is in the eye of the beholder, I think you can find beauty in anything. But if them as a particular person, going back into the visual thing, it's a whole circle of how they are you know, afraid of ugly people. Yeah. I think I think people are afraid of disabled people. I think they're afraid of ugly people. I think they're afraid of anyone who presents. Doug Stanhope had a joke about about how he goes, you know what gets p- pissed on more than race, creed, or color. It's ugly people. And he's like, and you know what? We don't have a we don't have a banner. He goes, why? Because no one wants to admit when they're ugly. But you, sir, you, sir, come on, join me. He goes, join the ugly people. He goes, there's more of us than there are of them. You know, and it was just this whole joke of like, but nobody wants to say I'm the ugly person. Nobody. Well, that's ego. Yeah, right, right <laughs> that's like, ego. No, I mean, I think that, that would be great, too, because but then also the truth of it is that like. It really is in the eye of the beholder because I don't like I can see what would be considered ugly and that that would be me most of the time, you know, or whatever. And and what? No, I know. I know. I'm adorable. But um, but uh, whatever it is, you're the the the, uh, the the, conception uh, of from 
from this particular time in history, the what seemed or this particular time now seems to be very, um, very, very like hyper feminine. It seems to be like even in women, like bright colors, you know, hyper feminine. So then even like it, it even feminization of like it just seems to be like everywhere. There's a lot of color right now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's what maybe you're talking about, you know? Well, it, well the image is it's like whatever that is. Like I don't I don't think about it like that so much, but I think it really is because mm-hmm. we do we go because well I have a joke about that. I'm trying to work on that. Oh God, it's too bad. I don't want to do it on the. I probably said it when you met me, though, because I was said um, I, I get mad at trans people because they keep saying this thing that pisses me off, and they say they were born in the wrong body. Oh, you went on a whole fucking tangent about that. It was great. You nailed that. I just was you like, I was so mad. But I was like, you were born in the wrong body. Okay, fine. But how do you think ugly people feel? Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Uh, I, I, like, And then people get mad, and I'm like, no, that's objectively fucking hilarious. And also... How do you think ugly people feel? Yeah. Like, you like oh, we'll just get some plastic surgery. We're just going to... No, that's part of puberty. That's part of adulthood. You have to accept whatever you got and, like, or whatever that is. Because I think we all go through a point yeah. of hating ourselves so deeply. And I don't know. But anyway, that was kind of what that's about. But, like, yeah, they are afraid. I, I used to go out with my girlfriend. And if I lived there, I'd still be going out with her. But now she's got a robot arm, so she feeds herself. But before she got the robot arm, I would feed her because she's in a wheelchair yeah. and she's limited bo- mobility, right? And um, so we'd go out to dinner and I would feed her and people would just stare at us, you know? And I was like, this is weird. Do they think that, like, someone without any, like, you don't have to, but you're there and you're doing it. Did they think of, like, oh, they either have to be romantically involved or they have to be, like... Oh, I don't know what they thought of me. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I don't know. Because you're feeding that person. They're looking at something that they've never, that they don't normally see. Oh, God. I assume they just thought we were friends because we're just friends. But, yeah, maybe. Maybe they thought. Are you a caretaker? Oh, they probably thought That's what I'm saying. Like, you're probably a caretaker. They probably thought. Because in their their minds, like, they don't have maybe the heart or that raw nerve that gives them the want to feed their friend. Like, you legitimately were... Yeah, the, well, uh, and, but yeah. people were terrified. What was even crazier? Well, it's not that they were terrified. Maybe, yeah, in a certain sense, they were scared. But what they were is they were, I think they were maybe upset with themselves. Oh, they wouldn't feed their friend? No. They won't even like, they don't even like ugly people. Why would they feed their friend? Oh, my God. So, in that point, it's it's not that, the, it, Josh, again, the, the, the man who says that ugly people, ug, when someone goes up to you and says you're ugly, they're, they're visual, they're only seeing what, the, they're, they're the ugly person, because they, they don't know anything about you, they're only, they're, phys, they, they, they basically put a mirror onto themselves, and as gorgeous as they might be to the outside world, in the obey glasses, they are hideous, because they, they didn't give you an opportunity to show your, you know, whether you're funny, whether you're charismatic, whatever you may be, but they just saw an aesthetic thing that didn't please them. And then they went, Ugh. and then that's like, well, no, who do you like, where do you like, you know, where do you get off setting the standard of what you is like, you know, you, so that's the thing is just like, you know, they, they didn't see in that anything worth doing because they're bad. They're not, it's not that they're bad people. They're not learned. They're not educated. The empathy circuit is broken on them and you funny charismatic empathy those are important things to have and they saw it and they recoiled because they couldn't 
grasp it. Hmm. You know? Yeah, I think maybe, but I, I thought it was, I, I do think it's more about her because she carries herself so well in the world and mm-hmm. like, so well, that's so gay to say. Like, that's <laughs> dismissive of even her, of me to say about this. What's dismissive to you to say it about, about, um, what is it, people who are, you know, people who have disabilities, but... But she no, but as a person, she does. But that's she just has a grace. Yeah, she has grace. Can 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 you afford the? Can can we give you the opportunity to essentially give you the the let you let you serve serve that apology now? Yeah, I don't need you to do that. You're expressing your feelings. You're, we're ignorant to the matter. I would prefer someone come to me with ignorance than stupidity. Stupidity, because if I can can continuous continuously to dead name you or misgender you continuously continuously it's because i'm stupid now if i did it by accident and i dead named you and i apologize or i said listen i'm terrible with names to begin with i'm going to dead name you can you handle this i apologize you know it's it's extra steps and i don't really like it you know but it also shows a side of empathy that I'm willing to do. Well, I think, yeah, it's understanding. Because, again, it is just a I'm lot. Gonna, if you don't want to live in that way, why am I going to gonna gonna let... But if you consistently do something that's obtuse or to, to make someone angry... Well, and that's, that's the other thing. It's not even intended that way. Because the truth is but that that's the ignorance. this friend yeah. of mine carries themselves yeah. very well. Yeah. And, you know, she's fucking... And it's just trippy because yeah, so I crazy. think... You know Mexicans can even have jobs now. Yeah, exactly. No, but she no. Just kidding. And like, like, as a you know, as a fucking being, no. Most yeah. people don't do what they love. Yeah. They don't fucking go out there and do their thing. Yeah. And then you see someone who maybe it would be more difficult, and you go, oh wow. And I think, um, it's that's not what I'm remarking on. Yeah. I'm not remarking on that. No, just, no, 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 no. You're, you're. That's just. But something. it's just like it's. I think that people are really like. When I think when they see someone as graceful, yeah, in a situation that isn't would not be comfortable, yeah, and would suck, and you see someone just carrying it so well, I think that's the shame, and I think that's when people recoil. I, oh, I can believe that too because they're like, because how could how do you shit. hold yourself up in that? How do you how do you stay so graceful and so grounded as a person because you are okay with your life situation? Yeah, how do you do that? Because I would want to. I have I would, almost um, everything yeah. perfect. Yeah. And I am still fucking pissed off and shitty. And I'm still this to these people. But that's, that, that's also, like I that's said, that, every that's, person. you know, it, like I said, it, it all depends on how that, how deep that whale, that well is of, of your empathy or your willing to, willingness to love or accept things. Right. So like you, I can accept Christianity on a surface level and then hate all people who question it or I can find it on a deeper level and love everybody who love love the sin not the sinner love the sinner not the sin but then I can go even deeper and be like all of these people are full of crap like like if you believe in Jesus Christ he washed your sins away it's done I don't need you don't need to you don't need to carry these sins and show them to people you know or then it's like whatever kind of particular thing you're into whether it's like well you know what what I can I can take a photo of you too. Let's take a group photo. Right. You know? Yeah. Let's take a group photo. This is us. You know, and it's just like and it's a, <laughs> it comes down to us just being so attracted to visual things. We're the moth to the flame of, of capitalism, commercialism, religion. It is really interesting. As I've gotten older, I've found like my ability to discern attractiveness certain things will still be appealing. What those things to me are yeah. in general are basic. I, I do. I keep my house very clean. I mm-hmm. like things clean. 
Um, there's a level of pristineness, you know, whatever that is, whatever my version of organization is. Mm -hmm. Even my own art. Like, I like art. Mm -hmm. Whatever that is, I like it to feel artistic to me. Yeah. Um, but as far as people goes, I've had sex with a lot of people in my life. And, you know, I'm getting to the end of that part of my life as far yeah. as things go. I'm like, eh, I could care less. I got a couple boys I really do love. Mm -hmm. You know, one of them I think I really, I don't know. We'll see. You're loving love right now. And I love, the... love, love. But I also, you know, I've, I've been blessed with some really great people. Mm -hmm. And um, one in particular right now. God, I fucking hate you uh, for being so far away. Um, but it is trippy because my objectively, like, for a long time, relationships were based on that just that. Just yeah, the visual aspect. Visual but aspect, financial aspect for a woman. We can always forego looks if you have enough money. Yeah, well, well, you're, you're, you're securing yourself. You're nesting. And I'm like, oh, but I can see it now more yeah. because, like, my like certain things. I'm like, oh. I think it's, I think it's like, real, like within women. I think it's they said like 27 to 30. Oh. It's like a brief window of like where they're kind of. They're wanting to settle down so that uh, um, so that percentage of men kind of widen into mm -hmm. some some people who are maybe uh, maybe they're not uh, financially uh, secure, but they're emotionally secure. Right. So they're able to, to they're maybe not able to tap into the financial thing. But they're if you do have if you do breed with them, they're emotionally available. Yep. Or if you're not attracted to that, they're emotionally unavailable, but they're good with money. You know, or there, you know, so you, 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 you kind of, instead of just taking into what's surface level, yep. you're, you're starting to understand that now we need more components. I need yeah. someone who's not only attractive, but I need someone who's going to be able to provide. I well, not only men. need someone who's unattractive or just funny, but someone who's able to, to not know, not only nurture me, but nurture the child. we Ch have. Teach the child. Yeah. Teach the child. Be present yeah. for the child. Make mm -hmm. the, the fucking child food yeah. and not be a cunt about it. Um, but no, I think like selfishness becomes less and less appealing, and it's really appealing when you're in your twenties. Selfishness uh, seems like a positive trait as far it's, as it's so weird for for it's it, it it's so powerful in your teens because you're going through uh, what individuation indiv yeah puberty individuation just becoming your own person really growing into who you were going to become and then in your nine and then you turn nineteen and you strip all the things you once were and you get to have a little bit of fun and then you're you hit essentially 25 and then you're like okay maybe and it's these it's the, uh, i don't really like i've always talked about the mo the rock milestones and i don't live by them so it's kind of I, I always feel like i'm always behind on certain things i'm like 35 i don't have a steady girlfriend i don't have kids but I that's also got, our generation but yeah but i've also gotten told not to measure my life in preconceived uh i preconceived uh, uh markers that you know maybe don't exist anymore you know people don't own houses at at 20 at in their 30s the now. only people i know in my generation the, the <coughs> age that we are yeah who own their own homes their parents bought them for them i um, know a few my people. sister got really lucky yeah. so she like got into a house when it was reasonably priced the landlord loved a, that she a had a family yeah. like they were able to kind of like really build a relationship with the landlord and then be like hey you know can we buy it and and then it turned out it, they got they they got into a really great situation. That's so good. You know, yeah, that's like, great. You know, they were needing it. They had you know three kids, so it's just like it worked. You know, well, and they were motivated to yeah, get it. Yeah, they were too. motivated to get it. I yeah. think yeah, our generation is going to have to do a lot of soul searching. I just met a bunch of pro lifers the other day, mm -hmm. and um, these boys were pretty 
the woman was actually the most aggressive of the bunch, and I was pretty drunk at the time. I think at that point, it's not that she's aggressive, it's that she's wanting to pick the alpha female, wants to find the alpha male, and hope that she doesn't have to, to check the second question that that uh, stance that she's on. Right. You know, right. she's aggressive because you, because you're another female in her. And I'm an alpha. And <laughs> yeah, an alpha. Yeah, she's like, and oh boy shit. And alphas tell alphas. Yeah. Like the, the wolf will see the wolf and then she's like, don't touch my boys. I got one picked out. And if you go for him. I already know, you know which one she picked out too. You know, so, so obvious. It's like, yeah. It was so obvious. So that's what I'm saying. And you, yeah. you were, you were just, an, you were just another lion at the. At the table, yeah, at the table. But they were, but they were, they were younger people. These are people early twenties, and they're pro-life, and they are like a lot. But that's that's the that's the the the, range. Well, well, that's the well, that's the bell though. That's the bell curve. Like as things as we got super super progressive, and the next generation, the next three generations are going to be super progressive. We're going to have tight laced Irish Catholics who are only going to listen to the sermon in Latin. And it's going to go back that way. And it's it's going it's because it's going to have to self-correct. They to they are taking so many liberties with these people who are growing up and they don't maybe prefer growing up in it. And then they're going to be the larger voice. You're 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 essentially like I said, it's that it's just that bell curve. It's just got to go. The it's a I'm just talking theory. to the next thing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's and so it's thing. like so it was it was hyper it was hyper masculinity through through this particular time but yep. there was a particular given time where i'm sure hyper masculinity probably like the renaissance where where maybe not even the renaissance maybe you know there were certain times where women were where men probably were dressed more femininely and carried themselves more femininely well i think that know? the roles were a little bit different i think the roles have always been established to this this like certain yeah. but i feel like how we dressed has been really changed a lot yeah. i think we should go back to something like that where I mean, me dressing like a boy or being like, because I was always told that I, and like, this is why I actually think I have an issue with trans people. And it's not like a, like, I, I love trans people mm-hmm. if you want to be trans, but the concept of what they're encroaching on, yeah, what I'm protecting, what I think I'm protecting. And what I think I'm protecting is, is that as a young woman, I was told I was gay because of the way that I acted. Yeah. And I was told to be independent and I was told not to need anybody. And I was told to be, I like, I was told I was like, the way I was raised is like, you're a goddamn fucking warrior. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking beat. Like you fucking, you take care of you. That's what you got. And you know, if some guy comes along and he can bring as much to the table as you got, fine. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's the way my dad, like, yeah. and my mother was like, these guys are assholes. Yeah. And my dad was like, they're worse than assholes. You yeah. have to, you have to fucking do this. So you're raised being told that you can't have like uh, that kind of relationship. That you have to be completely independent. And then you get told that you're gay for being totally independent. Yeah. And then you get told that you, you know, that you're, you need to act like a girl or that you're not a girl. They told me I wasn't a girl. <laughs> they said, you're a boy. You're a fucking man. You act like a fucking, you're a fucking man. Okay, but have you ever spent time in like places where they're like, "Why are you acting like a man?" Like where some where I've I've heard that in certain spots and places. Also said to uh, people who are strong-headed, independent women like my mom or my sisters, like, "Why are you being?" It's like, "Why are you being like a man?" And it's just like, "No, she's she's meeting you with the same energy," you know. Yeah. What are you even talking about? Yeah. So if we didn't have roles established like that, where yeah. women were always demure, because that is not the way the world went you, around. You brought up something about, and I think we got to head out yeah, after yeah. this, but you brought up something about um, like white culture coming into a certain thing. And 
I was on another podcast and I was talking about how it's so funny that because gay people run the spectrum of color, they're able to go leaps and bounds. Like when people are like, I don't understand how come how come the LGBT community is able to move to progress so quickly in the uh, in the oppression Olympics. Right. And it's because it doesn't particularly stick to one 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 gender, one race, one creed, one color. It's it's just it's it's essentially a rainbow. Right. Uh, so at any given point, blacks and Hispanics are not we don't work well together when it comes to expressing the interest of the, the positive interest in both of us and for both of our communities. So what I was telling him is that at a certain point where it was probably more acceptable to be gay, it was like it was this, the same casual acceptability was that black sat on one side of the Taylor Cafe and white sat on the other. And it was it. This was this is existing in the same space and time. Yep. This is existing. Ex- this is able to exist. Exceptions of homosexuality, but when you're eating here, can you please make sure the black guy or the Hispanic guy eats his brisket sandwich off to the right? The other, yeah. You know that the exists other. in the same yeah, yeah. town, time, space. And yeah, then I'm supposed to pre- and I'm supposed to pretend like I, told, I like I said before, my father grew up in a small town where Mexicans had to take the back door, you know, and that existed in the same time. That, I mean, that existed in the 90s still kind of like where people it had the sign up Latinos in the back. It had the same sign up in the 90s and into the early 2000s. Did anybody say anything? Did anybody question it? Did they go back and Twitter cancel them or make them feel bad or threaten their job? None of that stuff happened, and that exists it in the same time. The so, yeah. so your you know pro- progression is all about how so well it well, it's all about how well you stick together. How you know you, you know strengthen the strengthen the ability to move these things forward. Nobody wants to piss off that community. It's not because they're it's not because they're big. It's because they're boisterous and they're loud and they're able to get things done. You can still they can still have debates about whether or not it's okay to put kids in cages or whether it's okay to like tear them from their families or whether it was okay to do all these things. But then that's stepped in leaps and bounds because the news is now talking about something that has nothing to do with that and everything to do with that, you know, with what's, what's trendy at that time, but it's also their capability to push that narrative because it spans every color, you know, they're just, they're just a more squeakier will. Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time even talking about kids in cages because there are more slaves currently alive yeah. right now than there ever were in the entire history of the world. Yeah, and that's there the are thing. so many people like children yeah. enslaved now, making yeah. our phones, making our clothes. Yeah, right now, and nobody. It's like well, Apple what? finally stepped away. It only took them like oh, the uh, whole time. What? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, the whole every, fucking time. Every generation. Of how, how long have you been in business? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's weird to me because I'm like, yeah, you look at these policies and then there's stuff that we're shown, mm-hmm. but who who gives a fuck about the cobalt miners, their little tiny little boys, yeah. tiny little girls crawling in these rocks and getting... So it's just crazy that we can... That's why all of the... It's all, it's all, it's all poo-pooed away for, <laughs> we're getting back to the circle, aesthetics. Yeah. Oh, we're not going to talk about that because I like my fucking stupid phone that I drew. Well, don't you I, like diamonds? I don't know. I don't. I'm just kidding. I, you know, I don't. Like, I, I do. I have gold, yeah, though. Yeah, I wear gold. This is. It's, a, it's a, don't you like shiny things? No, I like some shiny things. They were yeah. gifts. I like gifts. Uh, I love it when people get... But gold is also... <laughs> you think it has value. It doesn't. 
Well, I mean, it has intrinsic value. It has... Everything has value that says it has value. The reason why is because it's a mineral. There's a finite supply. There's a finite supply of it. it. Yeah. And that's... See, diamonds don't have any... Don't have any physical... They only... Well, I guess... Actually, I'm wrong. So you're right. There is a value in gold because it's a commodity that that can short, that there can be less of. Diamonds are, are, are trash. Created by yeah, yeah, you can can make make it with the skeletons of my body, with the with the ash of my body. Yeah, yeah. You know, it can be made into what is considered different elements of like the rocks that press. You know, (sighs) so the thing is, is that's why you're right. Gold is completely worth. Well, gold has been a store of value since like the Egyptians. It's so funny that like since everybody helium is probably worth more. Helium. Yeah, helium. Oh. Because like it's a finite supply that's running out quickly. But, and that being said, I think we could go on for another hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got to stop That now. was great. That was so fun. All right. Thank you. Thank for you so much. For having yeah, me. We got to get the Portal Boys in and then. Oh, Portal Boys? You got yeah, another podcast yeah, right now? Well, like I said, I didn't talk about Portal Boys. We do it. That's uh, the Portal Boys we podcast. We do a Rick and Morty podcast. Oh, that's what you guys are yeah. doing now. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So uh, let's get your name before you come Oh, out. yeah. Alyssa Westerwood. Thank you so All much. All right. Thank you so much, Alyssa. Yeah. I think we could have gone on, on both podcasts, could have gone on for three hours if we hadn't. Very good podcast. Right, oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad it was entertaining. Oh, yeah, we gotta get some. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll be back. Shut up, you listen to my monkey mouse. There's a companion when you got pun on the Tanoa route. Hopped in a portal and got no fight. The life knocked him out. Bow. I'm so fighting south. Bow. You will see he tapped out. Bow. We win. We get crowned. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth.